Now, the last time we were together, we looked at Genesis chapter 11, which covered the Tower of Babel, and it also discussed some of the descendants of Shem. Now we move to Genesis chapter 12, where uh, Abram, who we, who we have been introduced now, journeys to Egypt. Open your Bibles and read along as we read Genesis chapter 12. Genesis 12. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and all the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh as Shechem. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord, and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out, and continued toward the Negev. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while, because the famine was severe. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Then they will kill me but will let you live. Say you are my sister, so that I will be treated well for your sake, and my life will be spared because of you. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that she was a very beautiful woman, and when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into his palace. He treated Abram well for her sake, and Abram acquired sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, men servants and maidservants and camels. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's wife Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram. What have you done to me? he said. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her to be my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men, and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. Now, as we begin with verse 1, we see that Terah, Abram's father, is dead. And Abram is commanded to uh, go forth as he is still in Haran. Verse 1 uh, says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. 
So the Lord has given Abram a new command. Now we see here that the Lord makes Abram a promise. Notice verse two, and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. Now we want to pay attention to the personal pronouns here. I uh, I and you okay the Lord says I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great we have to also we have to always make sure that we pay attention to even the smallest of words uh, in the Bible and to make sure that we know what is going on in, in the verse now the Lord says three things in verse three the first thing the Lord says is and I will bless those who bless you the first thing we need to remember is that God is speaking to Abram, as I just mentioned uh, a second ago. Not everyone who reads the Bible. Uh, next is the word bless. Hebrew word 1288, uh, which means to kneel, to bless God. Now we look at uh, the second part of verse 3, which says, And the one who curses you, I will curse. Okay, I will repeat here. God is talking to Abram. We cannot insert ourselves here as some like to do. And the third part of verse three, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Uh, notice all of the families. Now, uh, what is the blessing that the Lord is speaking of? Uh, he is speaking of the blessing of Christ Jesus who entered through Abram, uh, who would later be Abraham. Now, as we move to verse four, we notice Abram did as the Lord had spoken. Notice verse four. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. Now, Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. We see that he followed the Lord's instructions and then Abram uh, packs up and goes. We notice in verse five. Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, in all their possessions which they had accumulated, and the persons which they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. Thus they came to the land of Canaan. Now, to the best of my knowledge, Abram and his company traveled about 400 miles uh, about southwest from Haran, which is modern-day uh, northern Syria, to Canaan, which is modern-day Israel. Then we are given Abram's route. In verse 6, notice verse 6. And Abram passed through the land as far as the site of Shechem to the oak of Marah. Now the Canaanite was then in the land. Okay, now uh, it says uh, the Canaanite was in the land. Now this has nothing to do with uh, ethnic identity. A Canaanite was any resident of Canaan, although uh, these are descendants of Noah's uh, grandson Canaan. Now, uh, the Lord shows up again and tells him that this will be the land his descendants will inherit. Notice verse seven. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. After this, we see the Lord speaks to Abram uh, and he sets up residence in verse eight. Then he proceeded from there to the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And it was so. Now Abram travels to the Negev. Notice of uh, verse nine. 
and Abram journeying on continued towards the Negev. The Negev is near modern day, uh, the modern day great Qatar, uh, which is southwest of the Dead Sea. Now, all the food had dried up, we notice as we move on. Uh, notice verse 10. Now, there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. Apparently, word of mouth got to Abram that Egypt had uh, plenty, so that they had plenty of food. Now, uh, Abram and Sarai come up with an unusual plot to save his life. I'm going to read verses uh, 11 through 13. And it came about when he came near to Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, see now, I know that you are a beautiful woman and it will come about when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say that you are my sister so that it may go well with me because of you and that I may live on account of you. Now, of course, this is very unusual for uh, a man to basically surrender his wife this way. And what sticks out to me uh, immediately here is, is that Abram had uh, no regard for, uh, you know, what would happen with his wife. He's he is fearing his life so much that he is willing to basically sell his wife out. And Sarai, his wife, is she apparently loves her husband so much. Uh, we can only take that because it doesn't say she resisted, that she was willing to give herself up uh, for the sake of her husband, Abram. Now, Abram was right uh, as they entered uh, Egypt. The people did notice Sarai's beauty. Notice verse 14. And it came about when Abram came into Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. So Abram hit that on the head, right? Uh, then Pharaoh's officials saw Sarai and, and uh, brought her to Pharaoh. Notice verse 15. And Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Now, I have always wondered how Abram felt at this time to see his wife being taken to another man, uh, which is which is of his own doing. I mean, I can only imagine uh, I myself am uh, married like uh, Abram was, and that would be hard to uh, live with yourself to say, well, you know what? I get to live another day and see another day, but here's my wife. She's taken into this house, uh, and you know it had to be a palace. Who knows what's going to happen to her in there? Uh, you know when you know, you know with this man when he takes her as his wife, and you know I get to live out here uh, amongst the peasants or you know whatever you want to call the people at that time. Just my little thought on that. Uh, but uh, Pharaoh treats uh, Abram well, we notice in uh, verse 16. Therefore, he, being Pharaoh, treated Abram well for her sake and gave him sheep and oxen and donkeys and male and female servants and female donkeys and camels. Uh, this is kind of like the custom where you give the father goods uh, for his daughter to show that she will be taken care of. Uh, this also tells me that Pharaoh uh, just also takes all the pretty women. I mean, it's very apparent. I mean, you notice that none of the men of the land saw Sarai and thought, wow, you know, she's pretty. I don't have a wife. Let me take care of a wife since she's this man's sister. No, that's not what happened. Uh, they took this well, beautiful woman straight to Pharaoh. So it seems to me that any beautiful woman that comes into the land, Pharaoh will get his clutches on her and he can have her. Now, uh, Yahweh 
uh, strikes Pharaoh's home that we notice in seven verse 17. But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. It says he struck Hebrew word 5060, which means to touch or lay the hand upon. It also says plagues Hebrew word 5061, which means diseases or, or that the people became leprous. Pharaoh calls for Abram. Notice verse 18. Then Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your sister? Okay, now I have assumed that the Egyptians were a heathen people. So I have always wondered how Pharaoh knew what was happening to his house. In other words, I'm saying uh, I know that the Lord can speak to anyone that he chooses. But I have always wondered, how did Pharaoh know that the Lord uh, had commanded this? Like, how did he how did how did he know what was going on? How did he know that his house was struck with these plagues and these diseases or whatever else was going on because of Abram? I just kind of always uh, wonder that. Pharaoh gives Abram his wife back. Notice verse 19. Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her for my wife? Now then, here's your wife. Take her and go. So Pharaoh gives Aaron his wife back. One could assume that Pharaoh had a dream because uh, we know that the Lord speaks to people through dreams. And in this dream he had as the plagues were going on, the Lord uh, showed Pharaoh that this is this man's uh, wife, not his sister. So Pharaoh shows Aaron and his people the door. Notice verse 20. Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and they escorted him away with his wife and all that belonged to him. Now, Egypt uh, is a big land. So I believe uh, that the plagues that just happened were concerning only Pharaoh's house. That's what I would assume happened here. And I want to close this chapter uh, with uh, something here. I want you to notice what happened. Let me go back. Uh, to verse 16. Now, I want you to notice that it says that therefore he being Pharaoh treated Abram well for her sake, her being Sarai, and gave him, being Abram, sheep, oxen, donkeys, male and female servants, male, I mean, I'm sorry, female donkeys and camels. I want you to notice that Pharaoh, who I assume here is a heathen ruler in his heathen nation, blesses Abram. Now, I'm bringing this up because uh, as we go on, we're going to eventually talk about tithing. Uh, in this day and age, in the 21st century, tithing has been just beaten and misused in all kind of ways. And uh, uh, false teachers will tell you that when you tithe, you will be blessed. It's interesting that Abram tithed nothing. He didn't tithe a thing here, but somehow he became blessed because you notice, if you notice verse 20, it says that Pharaoh commanded his men concerning Abram. They escorted Abram and his wife away with all that belonged to him. Notice that you don't see anywhere where it says that he gave Abram back his wife, but he took all the animals and the servants that he gave Abram. So Abram walks into Egypt. He lies and denies his wife. But somehow he left with his wife all that he had and the things that Pharaoh gave him. Interesting that Abram got blessed even though he did not tithe and he didn't do anything worthy of it. He was blessed for his crooked behavior. Well, that brings us to the end of Genesis chapter 12. I hope you enjoyed. 
And stay tuned for the next lesson. Uh, Next up will be Genesis chapter 13, where we will cover Abram and Lot. Thank you for listening and God bless. Hallelujah.